Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth with each other, and with a divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. I'm Jen Blecka, and I've been at Holden this week teaching about zero waste and how to get there. I normally teach at San Francisco State University, and there I have a class called The Geography of Garbage, which really asks, um, where does stuff go when we throw it away? And where is away? Because really there is no such place as a way. If I throw something farther away from me, it's closer to somebody else. And so we try to track, um, you know, where are, what about landfills? Where does our recycling go? Where does our sewage go? So we look at all those um, kinds of things. And then about halfway through the course, um, we realize that those are all not great solutions and it's it's usually pretty shocking to realize that about recycling because for a long time we've all felt like recycling was the right thing to do and the good thing to do and it is it's way better than sending something to a landfill or an incinerator but recycling has a lot of limitations and what we realize is that recycling we can't recycle our way out of our wasting problems and so this week at Holden um You know, a lot of people are pretty uh, aware and pretty already um, think about the environment and try to do good behaviors and 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 you know worry about these kinds of things. Um, So, I really wanted to start at sort of a more advanced place of um, individuals deciding which bin to put our waste in or trying to figure out, oh, what should I do with this thing? What should I do with that thing? Is really so far downstream and it's the end of the line. We need to be thinking upstream and preventing waste and reducing waste at the source, at production, and even beyond that, at at the extraction of raw materials from the earth. So in class here at Holden, I introduced the idea of our materials economy, that is, the route that our stuff takes from extraction, which is like mining, drilling, logging, taking the raw materials, to production, which is manufacturing, transforming those raw materials into our stuff, distribution, the trucking, shipping, flying of all of this stuff, the consumption and use, the moment of purchase or eating or using or wearing, and then disposal. So extraction, production, distribution, use, and disposal. And so much of our common talk about uh, recycling and composting and garbage 
focuses only on that last linkage from the consumer or the user to the disposal. Which bin should I put it in? But there are all these steps before that. And an interesting thing to know is um, calculations say that for every one pound of trash that residents and businesses take to the curb, for every one pound that we handle and we figure out what bin to put it in, 70 pounds of waste has been made before it got to us in the mining and logging and production and the trucking and the petroleum for that and all the things that came to put that thing on the shelf for us. So for every, the, the bigger decision is not which bin to put the thing in, but whether we needed the thing in the first place. For every pound of something that we don't buy, 70 pounds of waste got prevented. And it's not just, so we've, we've a lot of us have heard the, the phrase reduce, reuse, recycle. And it's fantastic actually because it's in the correct order. Reduce is the very best. Reuse is close to it. And recycle should be sort of last in line. Um, so what we really need to do in the big picture is transform our materials economy from a linear system, that is from extraction through use to disposal. We need to get rid of extraction and disposal and have production, distribution, use, production, distribution, use, production, distribution, use, so that everything that we use and everything that we are done with either can, can go back into a cycle, either through recycling, and it goes straight back to production, or through composting, and it goes straight back to the soil and becomes a new thing. And so what we need to eliminate from our whole system is the concept of waste. And and another sort of conceptual switch that we, we talked about this week was in normal, con- in normal discourse, we have this thing called the waste management industry. All the garbage pickup and people who work in that industry and landfilling and incineration and recycling even, it's all the waste management industry. But it presupposes, it presumes that we have this thing called waste. Like there's this big pile of stuff called waste and it's a noun and we need to figure out the best way to manage it. But it makes, it naturalizes that there is this thing called waste. But if, that's waste language. But we can change our heads and our language to, instead of talking about a pile of waste as natural, we can talk about our resources. And that's resource language. And when we've used a resource and we're done with it, we have a choice. We can choose to waste it as a verb. And wasting as a verb has really different connotations, which are still negative. We don't, we, you know, people still say, oh, d- you know, turn the life lights off. Don't waste the electricity. Don't, don't waste that food. Don't, don't waste gas. Don't waste the heat. Don't turn, close the door. You know, wasting is a verb, still a negative thing. Whereas we've we've normalized this pile of waste as a noun as natural and like something we're always going to have and we just learn how to have to manage it. But if we think, these are our beautiful resources. These are our trees and our minerals and our water and our you know energy and everything that we have. Let's, the wood, the glass, the metal, let's use them over and over and over and over and over and over because they're precious and they're our resources then wasting as a verb um, uh, becomes the problem that it is. 
And so if we can reconceptualize how we think about our materials and have them be precious, we can use them over and over, and that's called a circular economy instead of a linear materials economy. It goes around and around and around. So what we need to eliminate from this whole system are the things that can't be used over and over. So there are a lot of um, materials like metals, uh, glass, and some plastics, perhaps, that can be melted down and made into new things over and over. And then there are all these biological components, even our clothing, wool, linen, cotton, hemp, silk, ramy, these are all biological materials that can be composted and grown again. What really gets us in trouble are materials that are composite materials that are a mix of the two that can't be separated. So mixed fabrics and uh, packaging that has paper and glass or paper and metal and plastic la- layers fused together that don't you can't separate. If you make something a, a great example of the of good design is uh, a, a, someone designed a, a bike helmet that has an aluminum shell and cork inside. And at the end of its life, you pop the two apart, the aluminum can be melted down, and the cork can go compost. No, no waste at all. And so going upstream and redesigning things, designed for disassembly rather than designed for the dump, is how we get to a circular economy and reduce our wasting. So this week we talked about these big conceptual things about how we think about our resources and how we make a better system. And then we've also, um, we're looking at two particular focus topics. One is plastics and one is organics and compost. And I'll just say quickly that plastics are a really, um, they're, a, they're, a, they're, a, they're a gift and a curse. There are there are things about plastics that make them an amazing material, and they make our lives more comfortable in many ways. And we've made this strange choice to use a very durable, durable material that never biodegrades and isn't going anywhere. We're choosing to use that for a lot of the most ephemeral and disposable temporary uses and our world is filling up with plastic and it has serious health effects for people and other species and it's it's filling up the world and we so we've we've talked about sort of the human health effects environmental effects and how we really need to be rethinking our plastics use um and finally we're also talking about um, compost and organic waste food waste um, is a is a is a maybe a lot of people have heard that about half of all the food that's grown and harvested in the United States and globally goes to waste about half, and that's a huge use of energy and of water on the planet and in the United States. It gets wasted at every step along that way. It gets left in the fields if it's not the right size, or if the price isn't high enough. It gets uh, you know, during the distribution. Food gets wasted at warehouses, uh, in transportation. Food gets wasted at retail and at restaurants. Grocery stores can't put out things that don't look a certain way in restaurants. Um, you know, have other restrictions. And then people buy food and take it home, and it rots in our fridges. And so food waste is a, is a really serious issue that we need to be looking at. 
one piece of good news on organics is it's one of the highest impact things that that communities and cities can do is to capture their food and organic waste and compost it rather than let it go to a landfill. Landfill is the last place that any food waste should go. Not only... It, it, and, and, and food waste and green waste usually makes up 30 to 50% of any town's total waste stream. So major benefits if you can get the get the food waste out. That is, you extend the life of your landfill, you double the life of your landfill. But unlike just recycling, which which removes some things from the landfill waste stream, taking out food waste and other organic materials and composting them, it the land needs it. Agricultural fields Every year they produce food, we take the food away to the city, and then we put the food waste in a landfill. The land needs those nutrients. Compost is brilliant for the land. And beyond just bringing nutrients back, there's more and more research showing that adding even a small amount of compost to a field draws carbon out of the atmosphere for years after that, and it reduces our climate impact. If we would return all of our food waste in the form of compost to agricultural fields, it would have a huge uh, climate change uh, impact on our on our atmospheric CO2. It's, it's super beneficial and super re- re- relatively easy. So if your town or your community is hovering at well, we divert 25% of our waste stream to recycling, but we still send 75% of our waste to the landfill. If you start collecting food waste and composting that, you'll double your diversion from the landfill. Double or triple. It's, it's a huge component. It's better for the landfill. It's better for the land. It's better for the atmosphere. It's a tremendous thing you can do. So if you live in a rural area... You know, you can do your own compost. But if you live in a city, push your city uh, waste hauler or your city council to to get municipal compost pickup or community-scale compost pickup like Holden does. And that's one of the biggest impacts to reduce our wasting and start circulating all those nutrients and all that value of our natural resources back into a circular system instead of a linear system from the land to the landfill. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.